Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, before we hop into the interview with Eno Saris, I just had a couple things I wanted to tell everyone about. Uh, first is the return of the Hops and Harvest Festival, which I've gone several times in the past. It's an amazing festival with tons of food, beer, spirits, and wine at a beautiful location. Uh, you can get tickets and information at hopsandharvestfest.com. And also, I have a brand new beer out with Firm Brewing out in Odenton. It's called Pizza on the Inside. To get the whole story about the beer and uh, why it's named that, go to pizzaontheinside.com. And let's uh, jump into the interview with Eno. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands. Today I'm joined by my esteemed guest co-host Dan Baumiller from Full Tilt Brewing Company. What's up? And I, this is one of the few times I regret that we don't do video of the episodes anymore, um, but make sure to go on Instagram because Dan has an amazing sleeveless nickelback shirt right now and he's standing up in front of the camera like anyone's going to see it and all he's accomplishing yeah, is well, rubbing like, no eno is seeing it <laughs> yes oh i That's thought you sweet. showed it to him already no i don't think he saw the whole the breadth of it's it it's, it's got daughtry on the back um daughtry on the back yes uh and as dan alluded we are joined by returning guest eno saris the uh, master of spin rate or, or <laughs> geeky baseball and geeky beer we'll go with that sticky stuff <laughs> and, and the sticky stuff um if you haven't seen which is kind of hard to believe because it, it's become very popular on social media um to commemorate uh eno's i don't know what how would you say your relationship to the sticky stuff scandal is i think i kind of broke it I don't know. I've, cool. I've that's that's what it. I was gonna go with, but I know like, I would have felt like a complete <laughs> idiot. But when, when you, if you were like, uh, no, sorry, Chris, actually, this guy named. No, yeah, <laughs> you know, no. I've heard you. I've heard you, um, like blamed or it. I would say credited um, by what, like James Anderson from what's he from Rotowire, and and some other people like have have like specifically like kind of, uh, you know, credited you with, with breaking it. So well, they at it, least said it. So. The timeline was 2018. Uh, Trevor Bauer uh, cheated in a game. He put pine tar in his fingers, and he told people afterwards, basically, like, look at my spin rate from the first inning of that game. And so I wrote a piece being like, whoa, like, Trevor Bauer got 250 RPM on his fastball in the first inning by putting pine tar on. That's a big deal. Um, but ha- haven't haven't pl- baseball players been doing that forever? Yeah, the difference now is that there are machines. Uh, they're doing everything in front of machines. So, like, I think before, a lot of them were doing it for command. And if you had good command, you were like, I don't need that stuff, right? But now everyone's pitching in front of machines. So you throw you throw a fastball without sticky stuff on your fingers, and you throw one with, and you see the RPM light up on the machine. You know that teams are looking for guys with spin rate. And so you say, whoa, I can get 200? Like, what if I boil some Coca-Cola down? What if I put some bong resin in it? What if I do this or add this? And so people have been like making these concoctions uh, to try and get as much RPM as they can. Have Some they are serious? adding like have they yeah, seriously brief. used bong resin? 
Yeah, one pitcher told me he's bogus. <laughs> <laughs> explain, explain, because wait, 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 wait! You're going way out of order. So, to to Dan's going to completely ruin this episode. Everyone <laughs> listening, um, he's already made a mess of my house with spider ooh, ooh. tack, or is that what it's called? Yeah, spider tack. Spider tack. Let my dog out of the house again. Oops. And I, I did not do that. And complaining about the heavily sought after beer that I gave to him. Um, <laughs> so, so we're on good, good house guest. <laughs> yeah, we're on a good roll. I'm glad I invited him. Um, actually, the the dog getting loose wasn't his fault this time. <laughs> okay. Um, the but to commemorate you know, breaking the whole sticky stuff controversy, which is what been raging for months now, right? It was recently uh, reinvigorated by the crap. I think it was a white sock that got ejected because he threw um, his glove at the umpire. I can't remember his name. Um, Lance Lynn? Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is, uh, he does not uh, take shit from anybody. (laughs) So, So I think there was just like, Basically, the thing was that he thought the check came too late. He was like, I'm already getting my arm checked. I'm already in the dugout. Where were you? Yeah. And so the guy's like, I'm here to do the check. And he just threw his stuff at the guy here. Check it. <laughs> so anyway, to, salty. to commemorate, you know, breaking this whole sticky stuff thing. Uh, that's that's great that now my dog is howling in the background. <laughs> this is really intense. It really is. This, um. <laughs> Full tilt brewing. Lucy made made a beer. I swear to God, I've been doing this podcast for five years, and it is close to professional. And this is this today has turned into be anything but. So, as I've been trying to say for five and a half minutes now, Full Tilt Brewing made a beer named Sticky Stuff to commemorate. You know, breaking the sticky stuff controversy. Dan, go and, give that dog some love. And, uh, Eno's uh, picture uh, is front, actually oh God. left of center on the can. Never um, thought that would happen. And so we thought we needed to have Eno on again because uh, one, the first episode was really interesting, and two, now he's got his face on a can of beer. So. We need to talk to him. Yeah. Dan, Dan's got his face on a bunch of beers. Yeah, my jams. That's right. But but I never really thought I would have my face on a beer. And you know what's also kind of amazing is that there is a quote from a baseball article on a can of beer. I think that's got to be a first. He took oh. a quote. So so to finish the, the just the story of what happened, I was writing about that in 2018. And then in 2019, I decided... I'm going to write about how pervasive this is. Pitchers kept telling me not to do it. And because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't want, they didn't want you putting a spotlight on it. Yeah. yeah, And they didn't want, they also didn't want what eventually happened, which is the commissioner to come in and just ham fisted, uh, do some kind of crazy crap, which is kind of what he did. In the middle of the year, in the middle of the year, just was like, now we're doing this. And uh, all the pitchers were like, what? Um, so, uh, they were right. The pitchers were right that he was going to do something crazy. But I also thought it was unfair that like there's a rule on the books that you're not supposed to do this, and it's un- it's not fo- enforced fairly. And so uh, 
any time you could just be like, oh, it's Game 7 of the World Series. I'm going to go get that pitcher. Like, Gar- Garrett Cole was doing this stuff, right? What if you're facing the Yankees? Garrett Cole's a starting pitcher in Game 7. It's the first inning, and you don't care that they might throw at your guys or try to get one of your guys. You're like, Garrett Cole's way better than my pitcher today. I'm going to go get him and, and, and tell him to look at his fingers. That was that was a possibility before. It's a little bit less of a possibility now. So I thought I'd write about it. And in that piece, I said, uh, almost everyone is using something, which I guess is 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 a short enough of a, a kind of a tagline uh, to throw on a beer. It's kind of cool. Yeah, there, there's actually a surprisingly small amount of baseball themed beers. There's a there's a brewery in Toronto called Left Field, I think. Uh, there's a couple like some some ballparks will have like a collaboration beer, right? That's like only available in the ballpark. Is mm-hmm. there one in Baltimore? Um, I think is Bleacher Beer, an Orioles beer. Is that the stadium? The Ravens one. I don't know. Flying Dog has there something. There you go. Yeah. So sometimes they'll have they'll have one that's like available only in the in the ballpark, but yeah, I mean this sort of thing is super rare, and I just I love the I love the picture, man. It's it's such a great can. You guys have a great artist, Dan. Yeah, the Philip Pilgrim at Art Nail on Instagram. That, that guy's the man. Um, he is probably my favorite label designer. Yeah, I mean this is great. It's got the the hops as a baseball and just all the, st- the like the spider tag coming off, and I love the. I love the little spider in the background. Yeah, yeah. nice little hat tip. (laughs) He's the same guy. He's the same guy that draws all the dance jams. Um, He's not our original um, label artist. Like our our original guy that just formatted the cans. He's more like a photographer and like uh, he's the one who did like the hops the cat stuff. Yeah, exactly. And this is where we're going with this is that he's the one that did the uh, the three music videos and or no three album covers and ten music videos for Nickelback. So that's no. where yeah he that's did the Nickelback connection. Yeah, that's why Dan loves Nickelback so much. No, it's not totally why, but I I hate Nickelback but you, jokes. But you do no, love I Nickelback. Hate, no, I don't. But like I I Nickelback jokes are so tired and lazy. They're 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 what? so tired. You're the one wearing the shirt. Well, someone gifted it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Try to turn it back on us and make us feel bad for laughing. I don't feel bad. I'm gonna continue. I'm, <laughs> Nick I'm has gonna seen continue. Nick has seen Nickelback in in concert at least twice. He and he loves to what about whenever you make fun of him <laughs> for his love. <laughs> <laughs> for when you talk about his love for Nickelback, because he always brings up Nick. Yeah, he deserves it. See, what about what about Nick going and seeing? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> uh, so, moral of the story is that Dan loves Nickelback so much he sought out the closest the connection he could find to Nickelback and asked them the design. And labels. thus was born Hops the Cat. Yeah. This all seems true. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely 100% true. You can, it's verified. You know, Google it. Oh, you can you guys can't see it. That's too bad. The 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 there is a uh picture behind me. Um it is of Chichen Itza. Uh and uh in front is a a, a princess and a space and a, a man in a space suit. Um and I traded a bag of weed in college for that uh <laughs> that thing. 
and I forgot that I had it. I've had it up. I've had it out. I've had it in the in the garage, and I got it out recently. And I was like, "Holy crap! I married my wife at Chichen Itza, and I'm a total space cadet." That's funny. Well, maybe because you acquired it with a bag of weed, you probably... that too. That's how much it's worth. That's I hope. Funny. I wonder if that guy's out there still making art, and he's like, "Damn, that's all I got for that." <laughs> yeah, I thought the story was gonna go to the point where like we ended up being some famous artist, and now it's and worth now like he's in Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the most amazing story ever. <laughs> No, sadly, I don't have any Nickelback stories. Sorry. That's a real disappointment for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so when um when they first showed you the label, how much did you love it? Oh, I immediately loved it. Even though uh, I have a slightly different haircut now and I don't wear suits very often. I was like, it is perfect. I wanted like that. And people have commented other like, than ninety percent of the no of because the people picture. are no, the picture of me is not ninety percent it's like the little thing, but the the uh, the people were like you in a suit and but I was like it's perfect it's perfect I, because it makes me look more like a reporter right, and that's the point you put a baseball reporter on a can of beer dude that's intense. I mean I would I would think it was a bigger honor but they've also put me on a can so they have <laughs> very low standards um you're definitely a step up but I, like, i'm sorry to crush <laughs> well yeah. no i still feel good well, thanks for trying but i still <laughs> this is just a, a pod recording with three narcissists that are all on beer labels <laughs> yeah <laughs> chris there. tell them how many you're on um, I'd have to bring the spreadsheet up. I think. Oh, a spreadsheet! Uh, I, he keeps the spreadsheet. <laughs> I, I think seventeen. What? Yeah. All from full tilt. No, no. <laughs> yeah, like every, every other every other beer that full tilt makes is has on the can. Sorry, sorry. So you've made a lot of collaborations. Aren't they yeah. amazing though? You get to come in. And say a couple things like, oh, it should taste like this. Maybe have this ABV. And, you know, you, just, you, you like spend like five minutes on it. And then they have to go clean the tanks and yeah. boil and do the mash and do all the hard work. I and then used you, you, later I, you get to drink it and feel like, oh, yeah, I did a good job. I, I used to go <laughs> and um, be more physically involved. Mm. And then I realized I didn't need to. It, well, you're, and, you weren't really adding anything. Yeah, and then so and they, now they it's, could do it better probably yeah. if you weren't there. <laughs> yeah, it's, if, yeah, if I would just stay the hell out of the way, everything would turn out better. This is why I stopped homebrewing. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. Because I'm lazy. Same reason well, there's I'm, no more I'm video. Lazy. I have children. <laughs> I'm lazy. I have children, and uh, and I wasn't gonna ask my wife for like three hours every Saturday, and and then on top of it, there's so much cleaning, man. But here, God, these the these stickers are from two different labels. This oh, one, nice. That one's from a beer named Big Crispy. That was a. It Czech looks like Pilsner you're drinking out Rockwell. the same glass you're drinking out of right now. It is. Well, not exactly the same, but a very but similar one. Close. Yeah, that's cool. And then there's me drawn as Luigi. Uh, oh man, dude! If we are those stickers? Yeah, you need oh. some. I'd send you some. Well, I want well, I mean, you mean... some with my face on. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
this really is three narcissists. <laughs> we can do it again, you know. It... Dan, no, just, I just need some stickers made out of this label. Do you want? Um... Do, do you want I'm some? Not, I'm not. I'm not making demands. Do you want Nickelback stickers? Because Dan has those. <laughs> yeah, I would. I no. Those. I'm, I'm per- Pearl Jam for life. You do know. Um, yeah, that's another reason why I got to be the sleeveless guy. I I do have to get a tattoo, like in about a month. And I have zero tattoos or something. No, it was like a staff challenge. Like if we came out with a certain amount of jams in a certain time. So I, I have like, and they did it. Yeah. Um, you know, like the Pearl jam alive single with like the, the kind of Eddie Vedder stick man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like basically I have that, but it's except it's me, um, with my headphones, um, kind of like there what I look now. I've, nice. I've sent him some really good ideas. For the uh, and, yeah, and Nick has <laughs> and Nick has loved them, uh, but Dan, but Dan, Dan has not. <laughs> but Dan, Dan has shot down every one of my suggestions. Um, I can I can begin to imagine. Gonna have an, a tattoo October thirteenth. So I'm gonna talk to the tattoo artist before it gets done. <laughs> it's like the episode of The Office where they where they did trying to they were gonna do on his ass. I forget what it was. Um, uh, but let's, uh, let's take a real quick sponsor break and then we get back. We should probably talk about something like really just maybe anything. <laughs> we'll pick something to talk about. Uh, so we will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts. Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So with perfect serendipitous timing, you published, well, I guess the the Athletic published it, uh, you wrote it, an article um, about beer in stadiums, like, what, two days ago? I think yeah. that's when uh, Dan committed copyright infringement and sent me the, <laughs> <laughs> sent me the sent page, me a copy. sent me a copy of it. <laughs> And and I wasn't kidding in that email where I said that uh, one of my coworkers had just come into my office to tell me that you, like he had just gotten alert on his phone that there was a new article from you, <laughs> and he had read it. He's like I know someone sent me the yeah, sent yeah me some, someone copy and pasted yeah, the whole thing. For someone me. already <laughs> stole it and sent it to me. 
I am. If anybody from the athletic is listening, I'm not. I'm not laughing. I subscribe. Give him a very stern look. I subscribe, and I subscribe through Eno. Like, however that go. portal works, so that he gets that, credit. Actually, if anybody's listening and wants to subscribe, there's like a 50% off deal. First of all, and second of all, if you do it off me, I get credit. So yeah, yeah. well, I did that because I'm a decent guy. <laughs> decent. That's all right. And who right. who knows who else he emailed I, that to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. But yeah, so I, I wrote a story about basically all the obstacles. I mean, a lot of people are like, "Oh, my stadium is good," and I'm like, "Yeah, I would have the White Sox stadium like number one or number two. Like a lot of the White Sox fans are like, "Our stadium is good." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, it is good. Yeah." Um, but my point was, why is Yankee Stadium so bad? Why is Wrigley so bad? Why is Fenway so bad? I had Baltimore bottom half. Um, yeah, there's not much selection at at uh, at um, Camden Yards. I was yeah. just there this summer, and I I really thought there would be more stuff there, more options, but there weren't much. Yeah, and some part of it is is temporary because um, you know baseball's down about thirty five percent. In terms of attendance, uh, well, I think like what, like five hundred people go to uh, Orioles games now. Yeah, I mean they're they're bad. Yeah, but I mean when you when like when the attendance goes down, it is a little bit of a premium thing. It's like when the attendance goes down and they sh- they they shut all the third deck vendors. You know that's that sort of thinking is what happens. They start shutting down uh, craft beer, the extra craft beer carts, and you can't find them. You know, um, so some of it's temporary. But some of it is absolutely endemic. Like, so some of it is just a problem in general with the with the whole um, with the whole industry, which is, you know, you know, you this is where like you guys know about this on the local level. Pay to play is illegal locally, right? But it still happens, right? Where somebody comes into a bar and says, "I want that tap handle. I'll give you three free kegs, right? I'll give you some signage. I'll give you cups. I don't know what it is. It's always something. You give. I'll give you something free. You give me something." Uh, and I'm sure Full Tilt has never done anything like that. Um, no, we can't afford and- to. Um, so, no, we absolutely haven't. It's not from no a lack of desire. But but we know about it. Yeah, yeah we yeah. see it all the time. So We've anyway, been edged out by I'm, it. Yeah, I'm nodding, yeah, we're not on video. I'm nodding my head. Like it, yeah. we, p- these people don't want to listen to what I have to say about this. Well, that that's illegal. Um, and, and it's actually illegal. What's weird is when you get to the stadium level, it's not illegal. Yeah, because the Anheuser Busch can just come in and say, "We'll do this for you," and but you need to cut this out. Yeah, and the reason it's not illegal, and I and I think it's flimsy as hell. And they've actually, I, you know, somebody shared me through me some cases that they lost. So it's it's actually sort of on the precipice. Maybe it could change, but the reason they say it's illegal is we're it's not um, a pay to play situation. We're a sponsor. Yeah, we're a we're a partner. <laughs> like you just change the words right yeah <laughs> uh and if you're not a brewery and you're just a sponsor or a partner uh then you can ha- you can write all sorts of crap into the deal and all that crap can be how many handles do i get how many handles do other people get how many you know where where's my placement like what's my signage like and um by doing that so the smart the smart uh craft forward places they have a lot of local partners so i i think if baltimore was doing the right thing they would 
I mean, I, I guess Flying Dog is an obvious example because they do they do National Stadium, right? Like, they would get some mid-level... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually thinking that maybe Flying Dog isn't at Camden Yards anymore. Now that I think about it, I don't think I saw any of their beer. It was Guinness, Union, and Heavy Seas were the local so ones. So Union, Union is a good example. Where it's like that mid-level, it's not a, it's not really small anymore. It's big enough where they can spend fifty or sixty or a hundred thousand. I mean, it's fifty or sixty thousand at least to get in. Um, and you you gather those sort of fifty and sixty thousand partners out here. It's Firestone Walker and Sierra, which obviously have fifty and sixty thousand dollars to spend. Um, and so you get these sort of mid to large size craft and you bring them on as secondary sponsors and you're and you and you so then you have so if you go to the brewery it's if you go here you're like oh at the very least i can get mind haze or sierra nevada hazy little thing right wherever wherever i'm sitting um and uh then the 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 smart thing is cans you can bring in cans without getting sponsor money so you could have a can of full tilt at baltimore without asking full tilt to put fifty thousand dollars on the table okay so what i just listed were what was available in cans i didn't even i didn't even pay attention to what what was on taps um taps is probably just guinness and big beer which i mean guinness is big beer but like you know you know it's just big beer yeah okay so breweries don't have to pay to have their cans in there they're paying for draft lines. not necessarily yeah yeah they'd be paying for draft lines um, so cans are, uh, so like in, in Chicago at the White Sox, they had these things called craft caves. I think they spell them with K's. That's terrible. Um, and, uh, that's whoa. edgy. <laughs> no, I mean, strike, Neither the word I mean, strike or out. Caves starts with K. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but the craft caves are full of, of, of cans. And I think there's probably a little bit of like supply chain th- things that are easier with cans where it's, uh, if you run out, there's not like an obvious tap handle that's out. You know, um, and uh, maybe they can stay fresher longer. Do cans stay fresher longer than kegs? Uh, probably not. No, probably. definitely not. Definitely not. Kegs uh, stay fresher longer. Oh yeah, because yeah, you're not inter- introducing any oxidation or any. You know how sensitive Princess is here to <laughs> oxidation. Well, um, the, oh, so because the oxidation in cans comes from temperature changes? No, when you're canning, if any oxygen gets in. So like oh. that that little bit of time where bef- between when it's filled and okay. the the lids seamed on, if any oxygen gets in there, um, on a right. keg it can't because everything's purged and it's going right in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that right, Dan? That's correct. I mean, eventually, proud it, of myself. It, it will still oxidize, but yeah, it's it's just it's better. You're right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that it's probably a term in terms of just supply chains a little bit easier to to sneak those cans in. It also, in terms of space, that's another thing that's limiting that people don't think about is concourse space is limited. So when you get a tap handle, you're 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 laying claim to what like ten feet of concourse space if you get two tap handles, right? Because you have to have a cart, you have the two feet, you have to have the the cash register, all the space. But a can can go in a fridge, and you could have you could have 10 breweries in one wall of fridge mm-hmm. yeah and that's the way like they're and they, i didn't look at the name of it but it probably was named some sort of cave because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i mean you walk in and it was just like walls of coolers with cans there you go <laughs> um, and, that, and, and that lets them to say online you know we have brewer, we had these breweries at the game but though at camden yards it was those few offerings everywhere 
like any any food or anywhere where there were coolers with cans in them it was heavy seas loose cannon um union, duck union. Pen. no i don't think they had duck pin i think they only had steady eddie uh, um Ed, eddie murray yeah thank you dan oh, okay you know, might not have known. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to make the connection right away. And There's a baseball beer. Yes. Um, you would have thought they would have put Duckpin in because it's their uh, their flagship. Their flagship. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think I saw Duckpin. I, I don't remember. And Guinness, well, that's, that's, Guinness Blonde. I believe Stella the, was there. That's a, that's another problem with with the stadiums is that like. It's all sort of centrally sourced, and it's like Bon Appetit or one of these big companies is doing the sourcing, and they don't want to like they don't want to get granular. They want to be like, give me ten thousand cans, and then uh, San Francisco told me three thousand gallons a night of beer is drunk in these places. So that was that was one of the things I always thought about, and I thought I heard somewhere, and it may have even have been you that told me that one of the barriers for craft beer being in um, stadiums is the ability to keep up with the so. demand like you have right. to be able to supply a certain m- amount of it to even be able to get in well three thousand gallons uh, you know out here I, I i asked a couple of people i know out here so i don't i don't know if it's like if it ports like i don't know what full tilts experience is but three thousand gallons i've heard is like a, a month you know at, at a good tap house i mean i Camden Yurts could probably get by with a keg and a few four packs, but, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> he, he's not wrong. Uh, um, good lord! Um, so well, we didn't, did. Didn't they just break a low attendance record uh-huh. recently? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're in a full on rebuild. They're like, they're haven't the... they been for a decade? No, oh, Chris. Okay. They won more games than any team in the AL between 2012 and 2016. I have a lot of issues with that t- franchise, but you can't just say that they're complete garbage. You know, they just didn't win at all when they were trying. No, so now they're the freaking Royals got so lucky <laughs> in that series. Don't even get me started. But we did, we, um, so we, Full Tilt, not we, the Orioles, because they are not we. But mm-hmm. so anyway, we did sell beer in Camden Yards for a couple of years. Um, we sold nice. Baltimore Pale Ale bottles. And they were more craft friendly back then than they are now. Like, I feel like they figured out that they could do more pay for play since then. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had some spots. But, like, the thing that sucked is, like, we weren't canned at the time. At least we just didn't have the ability. And so, like, they'd have to pour that into a cup so you're not getting, like, you, you know, the good commercial, you, you know, someone sees you with a full tilt in your hand. So we didn't get oh, that. Yeah. I mean, but, it, like, just people don't buy that much craft in the stadium and like and that's kind of the point of your article like you you can read that and kind of surmise like why that might be maybe because it's so expensive to get in already um Mm -hmm. i mean i um i unfortunately haven't had a chance to read the article yet because i i'm not willing to read a stolen copy of it um, once i have um once i have a chance to subscribe but there, then I'll I, but like well, uh, well, all right but like say say like i'm I, laying out most of the article here it's okay fine. cool i, I went to one trouble. so like i've been i've been a busy man between what we've been doing at full tilt and like 
And well, that's just, actually in my defense. Dan was supposed to call me and read it to me that night. That's right. <laughs> I said, you know, would do a better job. But like, I, I've been busy. I went to two games in April of 2019, back to back nights. Only time in my life I ever did that. Then nothing else because I had my third kid was born. I think, although I'm losing my mind. And then you had you had the pandemic, right? So like, there was no game. What like pandemic? You, you couldn't go. I don't know, it was COVID nineteen or some shit. Okay. But um but so anyway, I, I went this summer with the with the kids and you know, like I, I think I got a modello. Like I don't know what that cost. But oh yeah, they had modello too. Yeah, but and but I think I maybe paid one more dollar for a loose cannon. That's, and, I don't and a think loose cannon is, is like seven point seven point two percent. Yeah, it so it's like, smart ABV yeah, if you were just, <laughs> if you're just a drunk trying to catch a buzz, like you're actually like getting more value with the craft. So like, yeah, there it, was, it's there not was about one, money. There's one detail in the story. Yeah. There was, there was people pushing back being like, if, 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 uh, if Budweiser's 12 bucks, like you have to be like 25 for craft. I'm like, well, that's just not how it is. It's like 15 for craft. If it's 12 for if Budweiser 14. Yeah. I don't remember and, what the price was, but it definitely wasn't like, it wasn't a striking obscene no, not, difference. You're, you're, already, like a buck or you're two. already like, you guys are bending me over. Yeah. Right. Like everything is already extremely expensive. Yeah. If, you, if you're, if you're going to a baseball game and price shopping anything there, you probably <laughs> are in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this paper clip. Yeah. Uh, no, but the other thing was that was really interesting was this guy said, we'll have a Pliny, right? And, and Pliny the Elder at a baseball game. Whoa, that's pretty impressive. And they'll have a porter pushing the pushing the Pliny around. And they will have fans who'll be like, holy crap, Pliny's here. And they will have fans that will follow the porter to the place it's going to find out where it's selling, right? So a lot of energy, a lot of people into it. We'll we'll pay the like 18, 19, 20 bucks for the for the it's not a bomber, it's like a 16 ouncer, but like a mini bomber of of of, of Pliny. Is that why they started canning? Yeah, they they've started canning. I think that, actually, I think COVID was why they started camping. Okay. They also opened up a production facility. But so uh, uh, people will follow them, and then Pliny will be available at the same cart as like Coors Light, and Coors Light will outsell Pliny at that cart. Well, because I mean, so, what do you think percentage wise, like the amount of people that are going to see a baseball game even know what Pliny is? Also, the uncomfortable truth for us right now on this podcast might be. Craft beer is a smaller. It's a smaller. Yeah, segment. I mean that's it's already that, a niche segment. Yeah, that's it's what a, I mean. Like the the amount yeah. of beer drinkers there, like ninety nine percent of them probably have no idea that yeah. the rest of the country of craft would, beer like, drinkers would kill, would kill to get their that. hands on one of Somebody those. Somebody was like, "They have plenty of games there. I'm gonna pay for a ticket and fly out there and see a game." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know the 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 other thing is there's uh, one thing that's so tiring is every time I write about craft beer. There's like 80 bros in the comment section being like, because it sucks. Uh, of course. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, and I have to push back and they're like, nobody cares about it anymore. I'm like, well, you know, actually IRI data, you know, sales data says that, uh, it's still doing fine. It's still growing and it's over 15%, but 15% is a funny number. Cause it's like, okay, uh, how much craft beer should be at a ballpark? If if fifteen percent nationally is the number, then maybe there should only be sort of fifteen percent of the beer at the ballpark should be craft beer. Uh, that's a good point. 
right? <laughs> like, maybe maybe I'm just being whiny. Why but are you say, Why are you trying to use logic and math, <laughs> nerd? <laughs> I would say that the places like Yankee Stadium, it's way less than fifteen percent, and the whatever is there is horrid. So there are places that have the wherewithal to be better and are not being better. Well, I feel like it it probably just doesn't matter to the average person to go see a Yankee game. Mm-hmm. And like I don't I mean I don't know anything really about anything. Um <clears throat> but I'm guessing that pay per play it feels like Yankee Stadium would be some place that that would be really alive and strong. But Budweiser is a local sponsor and a national sponsor. So like I said earlier, I think Budweiser owns that place. And and for Yankee Stadium, it probably makes sense to be like, oh, Budweiser, you want to be a local sponsor? Okay, three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's way more than other half or yeah. single cut would give us. You know, even if we got like all three of them line up, they wouldn't give us the three hundred thousand. So yeah, we're good. <laughs> other half could probably come a lot closer to affording it than we could, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, his <laughs> other other half came down to your neighborhood and started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, around, a, huh? they have a DC uh, brewery now, mm-hmm. which is like a dwarfs the New York one. Really? Yeah, it's way bigger. And I, I love how uh, the next uh, thing anyone ever says is, "Well, it's not as good now." No, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember when you came down to Baltimore though? Like my buddy Tom that hung out. Like that's his brother-in-law is one of the the three founders of Other Half. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Philly Tom. So so it was inevitable they were going to come down there? Uh well yeah, the Our one two, guy's from the one guy Two of them are from the area. At least one's from Moco, so yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I that. think mm-hmm. I think two of them are from or in some way from Maryland. But yeah, the the last time and and I think I was with Tom the last time I was at Wrigley and I was just astounded at like how terrible like oh, the beer so options bad. were and like I think they had cut out old style, just like how Oriole, like uh, Camden Yards, has cut out Bow, which like I don't care about that. Also, I don't care old about old style. Is mostly what people drink now. I think it's back, or if it was gone. All right, well, like maybe for a short time, but like which I'm, stadium? I, I uh, Wrigley. Okay. Um, like in Chicago, but I know where it's but, at. <laughs> sorry, um, but anyway, it was just like it was Heineken. It, like I'm trying to even remember. Like I don't even. It, it was the worst beer stand I've ever seen. It was like Heineken, Landshark, and I don't uh, even know. Like, I would have, like, done terrible things even for a Budweiser. Part of the top, I would have done know? terrible things for a Budweiser at that point. It was so bad. If I remember correctly, National Stadium has a pretty good selection. They have the Flying Dog section. And maybe that's what I keep getting confused with. They're in Nationals, not at, yeah, at Orioles. Not. It's got to be um, confusing to have two stadiums right there. PNC Park has a great craft beer presence. Like yeah, they have they have a craft beer bar um yeah. and then a decent selection throughout the stadium. Yeah, they were they were in the top uh I think they were in the top 10. The yeah, the most the the, the one of the some of the worst ones too were like these legacy places. Wrigley, Fenway, and Yankee Stadium were at the bottom and maybe like you're saying, like they maybe they just have people who will come no matter what they do. I mean, maybe they can like poop on a plate and give. I mean, like they, we had an article that came out the next day that was like, "Why is the food so bad at Yankee Stadium?" I we didn't plan that. <laughs> they just don't have to care. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to care. Although uh, 
I mean, if you watch games on TV, you see Yankee Stadium like the like the the five thousand dollar seats behind home plate are empty. I yeah, and I I mean that's the thing with like the the Orioles and all and all these other like stadiums and all these other big places. They don't want more skews. They don't want anything to rotate. They just want mm-hmm. like okay, well I can count on this. And yeah. so like you know that like really like the craft brewery What's like easy. Yeah, but like the craft brewery like bread and butter is like the fact that we don't Change do anything it. the same twice. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like we keep it going, you know, it's like that, what's next? That came up and then get in my piece. He said, I don't want to change craft handles all the time. The tap handles all the time. No. You know, like a lot of times the tap handle is specific to the beer, right? Mm-hmm. If you if I could get a tap handle that was like just said full tilt and and people were just like, that's the full tilt tap handle and it, and it's just gonna be whatever IPA they're serving right now. Then, then that might be that might be fine. But a lot of the tap handles are specific to a beer. And if you're a craft, if you're a cart at a stadium, you, you're not like you. You have to think all the people who work there are. It's like different guy every day. It's like you're who's going to come over and be like, hey, we have to change the tap handles today, right? So how much how much do you think Stone has to pay for their like whole Stone Bar thing? At, in Peco? Yeah. They're gone. Oh, are they? Oh, they decided it wasn't worth it. Huh. Uh, my uh, numbers. Never mind. Are... I retract my question. No, no, no. It's a, <laughs> it's a good question. I do actually know about Petco. Uh, okay. More than a lot of places, and I know that, for example, it's sort of fifty to sixty to seventy thousand dollars okay. to get a cart with two handles. So I can't even imagine what that whole bar cost. Yeah, that that was like a three hundred thousand dollar thing, and that's you're paying. You're paying the Padres that you pay the Padres three hundred thousand dollars to have a location, and then you know the Padres are like, okay, we'll buy a beer back, and that's how it'll even out. But it doesn't usually even out, as what most breweries told me. Oh, it's a commercial, like yeah, yeah. You you can't profit off of it because it's still going through distribution into the stadium. They can't yes, char- they can't charge you more because you did that. They have to charge it the same as they did uh-huh. any other bar. It. It's not a money making scheme. It's a it's like a puffing marketing, your chest out. just yeah. a marketing. But do we boy. come back around? It's marketing. So it's just <laughs> advertisement. So whatever they do is fine. It's just marketing. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you can see why, and I'm glad, Dan, that you're comfortable giving some perspective because it's like you can see why it's it's a raw deal for a lot of places. Yeah, I mean, even you, you figure in years, even when there is strong attendance, there's not going to be enough people buying them to make up that that huge investment. And yeah, what's your if you don't get real signage and it's just a cart? Like, how many people are going to register a little cart that has like a name on it? Yeah. They walk by it. You know, uh, resident is a brewery that has a hazy. It's pretty good hazy. It's probably one of the best beers in Petco Park right now. They've got a little cart, and I didn't know this before the piece, but uh, they're part of a whole restaurant group. So they're not even like small beer. I thought oh. they were small beer. I was like, oh, Resident has a cart here. I, I just know they have like a little tap tap room. That seems fine. That seems cool. Like they they got in here. The little That's guy fine. made it. <laughs> the little guy made it. And then I found out they're part of like a restaurant conglomerate where they own like six of the top restaurants in San Diego. When they, and, and that's, that's their... That's their way of sort of getting a foot in Petco. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Blue Jackets in 
national stadium, but that's more or less what Blue Jacket is too, isn't mm-hmm. that like no way? Yeah, there it's that's neighborhood restaurant group, isn't yeah, it? I oh, so. I never knew that about Blue Jacket. That's yeah, funny. so it's another thing. Like they're they own a bunch of the huge restaurants, and they they're the ones that put on Snallygaster, and so it's oh, a, there you like go. not yeah, it's not AB and Bev huge, right, right, but right. it's still it's not. Well, Full tilt size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and Pizza Port is the other uh, big one in Petco now. And they do have some storefront. They actually have some handles and storefront. But they also sell pizza, which makes it easier. Yeah. And then uh, they're pretty, I mean, they're pretty big. Pizza Port has been around forever. Pizza Port, Lost Abbey, that's like, those are guys, that's like, uh, that's like craft 1.0, right? Like, those guys were around in like the late 90s, I feel like. Yeah, Pizza Port's one of the places I went to. Uh, one of the, when I went out to San Diego, just beer touring. Yeah, uh, bacon and eggs is a great porter, and uh, they but they even their beer tastes a little old school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I just kind of the one thing that's really cool about San Francisco is we have a bar that's attached to the stadium, and the bar gets to act like a bar, and it's a it's a full chalkboard bar. You know, like they actually write stuff up, cross it off, yeah. write stuff up. You know. And so in that bar, I can get uh, Russian River Sours. I can get Blind Pig is always on tap. And then oh, they wow. bring in they bring in Cellar Maker. They bring in uh, they bring in Allagash. They 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 they, they, they do pretty good. They move yeah. things in and out, you know. Um, and uh, and I, they get to do that because they were they're separate. But they're you can still get your beer poured in plastic and go in. I think. So you, think, it's one of those ones where you can get in from outside the stadium and inside the stadium. I think every uh, I think every stadium should have that. At the very least, you have a really sweet spot to pre pre party, right? You go you go in there a little bit early. You get you know all sorts of craft. You take your last one out. I have friends that when they go to Giants games, get tickets near the public house so that they can like run to the public house. It's, <laughs> It's a little bit far because it's kind of almost outside the stadium. So you get got to like run and you can get back. You only miss like a half inning. <laughs> but uh, that's sort of what it, life is like as a craft drinker at, at ball games. I feel like. uh, let's take um, one more quick sponsor break. And I want you to explain to me like I'm a moron why spin rate matters. Okay. Because I, I don't know. And I am a moron. (laughs) Um, So we will be right back. We also need more beer. I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500. 
to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. All right, I had um, I had a question, and I forgot it. How does spin rate work? Yeah, that was one. But then I come up. I I had a question that I was going to ask that in the roundabout way made fun of Dan, and now I can't remember the joke. <laughs> so if I if it comes to my mind again, I will. Um, I, I give you fully way to interrupt yeah. me and, and make fun of Dan. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, wait, is, to... is that beer to your liking, Dan? It, it's good, Chris. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> did you, um, did you reach into the Trillium to appease him? No, that this is from a collab from two Virginia breweries, Mustang oh. Sally and Ocelot. Ooh, I've, I was told I need to go to Ocelot. Ocelot's really good. Mustang Sally makes really good beer too. I have a beer coming out with them in two weeks. It's called Yellow Hammer. Nice. What style? Uh, sour, um, like uh, modeled after the cocktail, Yellow Hammer. Oh, what is the Yellow Hammer? Uh, pineapple and crap. Oh, it's like nice. pineapple rum and a bunch of stuff. Mm, I could dig in on that. So it's kind of like the, you know, my mango and pineapple, mm. which I I had completely forgotten. Dan reminded me that. Uh, I announced Sands Jams for the first time when you were on as a guest right. that first time around. I do remember that. So I'm I'm might, I might have one. So well, no, you have candy Sands Jams. That ah. was the second version. And I'm kind of hurt that you haven't tried it yet. I would have thought that like that was the first thing you wanted to crack into. I may, I may have drank it. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to say, as much as I love sours, I have a sour drawer. And... I drink the IPAs and I'm always like, "Ooh, I should have a sour." And then I there's still a sour drawer. So Yeah, and I'm, it's not it's not full to, it's like got rare barrel. It's got all sorts of people in it. I just you know, I I I want sours less often than my brain thinks I want them. My body doesn't reach for them as much as my I'm like, "Ooh, I like sours." And then I'm like, "Oh, I'll just oh, have but a, I don't want that." <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway so you were asking what uh how spin impacts yeah uh, what is uh, spin rate and why does it matter so it is funny because we report spin rate in uh revolutions per minute but the ball takes uh half a second to get to the plate um but it does matter revolutions per minute does matter and what happens is based on where your arm is your arm slot where your arm is in space and how hard you throw the ball and how hard you spin the ball, that's the production of movement. So you could just look at movement for the most part and get most of it and figure out most of it. But spin is the basis, the beginning of movement. So if you just look for spin, you can take a guy's arm. You can be like, oh, why don't you drop it down or move it up or change your hand a little bit? And you might get more out of that spin. 
So spin is a little bit like velocity where it's like, this is the raw stuff that can become movement. And if I go and look for pitchers that can spin it really well, I might be able to make a little tweak to them and make them even better. So Does spin impact velocity at all. Spin is related to velocity. It spins more if you throw it harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but if I, for example, yeah, but if, if I you, was to use like a substance, which we should get to like how these people are doing this, but if I was use a substance, um, th- that's not going to up my velocity. Is it, it's just going to up my movement. Is that right? Up your spin and your movement. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, here's the weird thing. It actually goes the other way. Maybe think about this. Let's say you put a bunch of sticky stuff on your fingers and you put hmm. a ball on it. When you release the ball, there's going to be some force back on your fingers. Like it's going to stick to your fingers, right? Mm-hmm. And you turn that into movement by sort of turning the ball. However, it's going to go slower. So one thing we found when the sticky stuff enforcement got in, velocity went up. So there was a little bit. Oh, of, so it does slow. It slows the ball down. Slows the ball but, down a little bit. Which makes sense because then there's more velocity friction at the beginning. And movement went down. Didn't your daughter literally say that, or someone said that your daughter or your wife was, it was like, I would daughter. think that was doing some slow. basic science. Yeah, yeah, she was like, well, I would think that that would slow down the ball. It was probably Nora. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, eh. But generally, <laughs> one thing one thing we've we found uh, over the last few years is we used to think that velo was everything. So like, how hard you throw, that's it. I just want to know how hard you throw. Yeah, because like started, in the 90s and 2000s, that's all they talked about was the speed of someone's fastball. And they still talk about it a lot and they report it. Uh, you know, if someone throws 100, it's a big deal and it goes on Twitter and stuff. But it's still what we're finding out now is that movement is just as important and maybe more important. Is that and just because it, it's harder to hit the ball yeah, because, if it's moving, if, if there's more spin on it? Velocity is um, uh, when you're at the plate. And, and velocity is coming in. Velocity is a timing issue. So um, for you and I, if we stepped into the into the into the cage and put the thing on a hundred, like we just couldn't get our bodies moving fast enough to like hit a hundred. Just we couldn't we couldn't time it up. But they are extreme rotational athletes. Like they they can rotate really fast, so they can hit a hundred. So the question of throwing a hundred is. How hard, like, what did your breaking ball do? Like, it actually starts becoming, okay, this is the way it's saying. Velocity is your way into the game, is your ticket into baseball. You need to be able to throw 94, 95, 96 to play baseball now, to pitch. However, once you're there, the differentiator, the reason you're different from everybody else is movement. And spin is the source of that movement. So... You know, you have two different populations. There's a population of like Joe Blow in like the adult league recently. Like, if you had a guy who could throw 95 in your adult league, he would whoop everybody's ass because nobody could nobody could hit 95. Yeah. But once that once that guy who's 95 throws 95 gets to the big leagues, he might hit his ass whooped because he might not have the right movement. Because everyone in the big leagues can hit. Can hit ninety five. He can't locate and he can't he, he can't spin it right. Like yeah. I, I played in um this elite wood bat baseball league. It's elite. pretty much the majors elite called the South Penn <laughs> Baseball League, 
<laughs> I'm laughing. It was like a, a college league and like some uh-huh. minor league washouts. It's like the Cape, right? Uh, yeah. Like a wood bat league. Yeah. Not quite, but no, not, not quite the Cape. <laughs> but yeah, I I played, and um, they had this lefty. I think he was in the Yankee system at some point, and he had like no hit our team. But like I, I, I was hot because he could throw ninety two, ninety three, or something. Yeah, he 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 threw ninety. Yeah, or over ninety. But I, yeah. so it was lefty lefty, and um, like I think I got two hits off of him, and oh. then they just started mocking. I don't know. I forget what they were saying to me, but then he just started dropping hammer curves on me. But and you you went oh for the rest of the night. I mean, it wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't that good of a curve, but still, I mean, yeah. Like the, and, those and guys, he flamed out. He flamed yeah. out in like high A. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like the you know they're That's out there. That's what's so crazy about baseball. All it keeps popping in my mind is um, how much you want to bet I can throw this here football over them their mountains. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy because you grow up and you're like this guy. I I remember a guy who hit homers with a wood bat in in my high school. Uh, in batting practice, and we were like, "Oh, he's going to the pros." <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even go to D one. You know, like I, I don't, even, I don't even know if he played D three baseball. <laughs> we we're like, "Ooh, wood bat homers." He's he's a pro. I think someone from Frederick recently was signed by the Angels or something like that. They they are doing more like finding diamonds in the rough because now you can throw in front of the machines and you can send the the machine print out to different teams. Okay. And they can be like, oh, he has like a 2,800 RPM. Let's sign him. But what makes it difficult is what if you did that with your fingers just just up to the kilt with spider tack, which is like plus 500. So what we did learn uh, today, uh, well, Dan and I learned two things. Why don't, why don't we also tell we, people what spider tack is? Actually, we learned three things. <laughs> <laughs> what spider um, tech is <laughs> okay we learned chris learned four things <laughs> um i i like i don't other than just saying it is really sticky stuff i don't know what spider tech is well uh it's actually uh made for world's strongest man competitions oh for like holding on to the bar no or the, or the, the stones the boulders oh, oh, yeah the it's designed to like allow you oh. to hold something you couldn't hold. So there's a picture online in eBay of a guy using spider tack to hold a cinder block to his hand. So he just has spider tack and a cinder block and it's just holding on. Well, there's about to be photos online of the owner of full tilt pouring <laughs> pouring a can of beer open palmed <laughs> with Upside so, down. Sti- with spider tack. Just holding it to his hand like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for real, like, um, I globbed so much on both of my... Well, first on my left hand to pour it. So wait, here, let's tick through the things we learned. <laughs> um, first thing we learned, spider tack is really sticky. Yeah. <laughs> and messy. Uh, it's uh, all over the place in my house. Okay, um, And... Um, so we, I, I already Spider lost. Spider Tech improves RPM. Uh, it, yes, improves RPM. It uh, exists. It exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes cans of beer defy gravity, and you, you don't have to. Lots gri- of pitchers were doing it. <laughs> you no longer have to grip a can of beer if you have it on your hands to pour. 
You could do some Edward uh, Edward Scissorhands. Well, we may Edward have done. Hand. We may have <laughs> we may have done an Edward sixteen ounce hands photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you suggest that you should do the photo with um gl- uh, rubber gloves on, and some idiot tells you no. <laughs> You have to do don't it to with them. bare hands. Don't listen to the person. Because you can throw the rubber gloves yeah. away afterwards. Yeah, that that is what happened. Like I, I said to Sands, I was like, I, well, I think we should use like those brewer's gloves. And he's like, no. Th- this was a couple weeks ago, but he was like, no, like the handle of cooler. And I'm like, I know, f- fine. <laughs> well, the, no, but I mean, he's the artist. Like he alphas me. Yeah. Like I'm in his dojo. Like I'm in here. I do whatever he says. That's right. I mean, as best I can. He should have. Well, so he definitely should have put gloves on. <laughs> so here's the funny so thing. So, so in baseball, they have this enforcement now. And then after the first inning, maybe the fourth inning, you come off the field and they look at your hat and they look at your hands and look at your belt. What I found is that there's actually spin coming back into the game. So some of the about a quarter of the people that got caught by this enforcement or, or stopped or you saw the spin rate drop. About two thirds of baseball saw their spin rate drop a lot. A quarter of that two thirds. It was probably coincidental, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was literally <laughs> like right after. It was like the yeah. same day. Yeah, I mean, you should describe like so the middle of the 2021 season. Oh, like, yeah, they just, it, they yeah, just started like they just said, the okay, the now you can't do this and the umpires are going to check in the middle of the inning. And then Eno is like, you know, apparently the godfather is research. You know, he's recording all the spin and everyone's spin dropped off a freaking cliff. Yeah. <laughs> like for real, it did. And you posted this. It was just hilarious to me. It's like, and then, yeah. So so now a quarter of them are back. And w- what's funny is they're not doing spider tech because there's no way you can get it off your fingers. You guys know this. <laughs> there's no way you could get it off your fingers so in bad. time before you, you saw mean, the empire. You can barely get it off of your hands in time to start a podcast when <laughs> so when, bad when you give yourself a half hour buffer. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think of why it was called spider tech, by the way? Because no. I always wondered. And like, I guess, well, like the spiders do stick to stuff, but like yeah. I had it all over my hands and I'm like, pull I'm, I'm pulling them apart and it just looks like gigantic web. spider webs. <laughs> like it, it was just so bizarre. Like I, I couldn't believe I was beside myself. Like I'm, I'm okay now, but I was in a bad mental state for a while. So like, I, I don't think I'm ever getting this. Off. We used, <laughs> we used jugs of hand sanitizer because we thought that high proof alcohol would help. Yeah. We used uh, industrial cleaner. We used. <laughs> what did work in the end? Uh, the combination and ruining oh, one of my wife's of dish towels. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the dish towel. Throwing it in the trash real quick. So she oh, hopefully it's in the never trip. finds it. No, she, the like... dish towel worked the best, I think. <laughs> <laughs> It was so so, it, so bad. Isn't that kind of amazing that there there I think there still are high school and college pitchers using spider tag. Uh and they gotta clean it off somehow. But you know, now it's a problem because scouts have to figure out who has know, a real this, Yeah, who has real spin rate and who's got spider tag on their hands. So they have to put that in the scouts have to tell their teams if they think this guy's using spider tag. The major league players though, some of those spinners coming back. One thing I heard is that edible, like anything that's non-toxic is the way out. So uh, one thing they're using now, I, I've heard, I don't know, I can't confirm that like a lot of people are doing this, but at least some people are doing like Elmer's glue. <laughs> because so anybody, anybody who has kids knows 
like you can eat that and you'll live like it's non-toxic <laughs> so they'll just have like a stick of elmo's glue they'll do the elmo's glue and then when it's time for them to get checked they just eat it <laughs> <laughs> but like but you don't see people licking their fingers out <laughs> they still they, they're allowed to lick their, like they're actually looking the other way yeah. Out licking fingers. yeah but like once you get your strike out like then you lick your fingers on your way <laughs> It's so absurd. Maybe maybe it's BS. Maybe no, it's BS. I I I'm not saying that either. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, if if it did it suddenly return in the same some way that it it went. Returned. Yes, some guys have suddenly returned. Maybe they just were coached. So I need better... I need to do some I need to do some like close looking. I think one of the things is they they just look in three places. So the easiest thing is just to put it someplace they're not looking. Uh, yeah. It, well, but it can't. It, it also can't, can't be spider, spider tech because there's, there's <laughs> no like there's no way you're hiding it. The, it is yeah. it's literally little pieces of it everywhere in my house. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so bad. I have urinated since um since the shooting, <laughs> and you're and you got and, your dick off your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I survived. <laughs> <laughs> like doing a, a hot pepper challenge. Right and the thing is, like, I <laughs> careful where you put your hands. The only things I touched were like the container to take it off of Dan, and and I just had the tiniest little bits on my hand, and it still took me a good five ten minutes of scrubbing to get it off of my hands, <laughs> and then Dan just had his entire both hands completely covered so with. <laughs> Oh, it, it, I do have a recommendation. It's not any use to you now, but I I heard that it, <laughs> I heard it's not as good in the cold. So you could have stuck your hands in like the freezer or use some. That ice That would maybe. make sense. That does it does feel it's like harder. something that would harden up if it was. Yeah, well, we tried hot water. But, yeah, we should have put ice on water. Ice, that. Yeah, but I was never like. A, but hopefully time. you never touch it again. I think. Have you ever touched it? You know. Yes, it's it's, it's miserable. Uh, it's, <laughs> I will. I think pine tar is miserable enough, you know. Yeah. So is that the other? Is that the other main thing that they use? Pine tar or? was like the was the gateway drug. <laughs> pine tar is amazing. Like yeah, like I'm so I'm like I'm not a gloves guy. Like when I was a hitter, like I just don't like them. I I guess I, I should have played longer. Eventually, you would have to be because you would get blisters. But it's like I just always like pine tar, and I saw on Spider Tack it said like may like impact like pine nuts or tree or tree allergies yeah so like it says that on spider tech so i I assume everything is built off of pine tar yeah i assume it's like some combination of super glue and pine tar like (laughs) super (laughs) i mean for real like that's what it like feels like that they just mix the two yeah it's got some pine tar and poured gorilla glue into it (laughs) i mean sounds ridiculous the guy who makes it was really surprised it had anything to do with baseball well, like, how'd oh, you interview the maker of it? I I didn't, but Stephen uh, Nesbitt, uh, the athletic did. Of okay. course, the athletic did. The athletic is like built on this idea of like, oh, there's like some tangential thing I can write three thousand words about. <laughs> they must be loving this though, because this is like the most like, even though it's a scandal, like this is the most absurd like, you know, publicity. Stunt. It's like a, it's almost like a wholesome scandal. I have I have a thing. I have a thing of spider tech why do i even know that that exists oh it had yeah. to be a boom for their business oh spider tech is into it yeah i thought you meant the <laughs> athletic the i have to tell you the views and the readership and the subscription like it's not actually a that's super of a great driver and i <clears throat> i was complaining about this to another writer 
because this is my life and my life is uh, these numbers. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and I was complaining to another writer and he said, do you remember the guy that pointed out that uh, Michael, uh, Mark McGuire had uh, androstenine in his locker? So back before the steroid scandal happened, Mark McGuire had like some supplement in his locker. And it was so everyone can see it. And a writer just wrote in his piece. And it wasn't illegal. It wasn't illegal for baseball players to use at the time. It was just a, it was just a supplement. And this writer pointed out that he had it. And everyone turned on the writer. No one gave a shit about Mark McGuire. They said, why are you looking in his locker? What are you doing invading his private space? Why do why should we care about this? It's just like creatine. It's no big deal. And, you know, 10 years later, that supplement that he talked about is illegal in baseball. It's part of the whole testing system. And it's part of why we know that those guys uh, did steroids. But Barry Bonds did steroids. No, <laughs> Pittsburgh people would never cheat. Also, neither did the 70s Pittsburgh Iron Curtain. None of those oh, guys did steroids. No. Those were... defenders, man. They were doing some sort of like goat urine shit. I mean, it was just normal for Barry Bonds to go from a scrawny little guy to a completely jacked, like two side. Linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, uh, so, and this one in particular, listen, I had to explain to you why spin rate matters. And I had to like go through some science and some, some deep baseball knowledge. So like, it is one of those things where it's like, why do I care? What <laughs> some people, yeah. that's why this can is so amazing. Well, well this is to... a small, this is a niche problem that, in baseball that some people don't care i mean thank you dan this is uh it's such an honor and well, it's such a crazy well, little thing i that... think i think we'll have to do it again because the can is just too freaking cool um i don't know we'll have to do some offshoot of it or maybe you you find your way into a dance jams but that's for another day well i i also have a number that's that's just stuff i call it stuff plus which is like how good your stuff is. And it looks at spin axis and spin rate and all this stuff. And it tries to create. So maybe we could do just a, a stuff. Yeah, stuff. I, I don't know what that beer looks like, but I'm in. Well, the, the same thing, but without all it. the dripping of it. And it's a double West Coast. Ooh. Well, this is a double West Coast. It's a triple West Coast. Quadruple. <laughs> Quadruple. <laughs> uh, I'm well, in. we have time. But uh, no, it is it is it's a weird thing that like uh, cheating is also one of those things that like it works a lot better if you have a scapegoat. So like the Astros thing was like a big deal. Uh, a lot of people read about that. A lot of people cared about that. A lot of people yelled about that, and it worked really well because you had someone to yell at the Astros. Yeah, there was one one person to or this one. It's like of... don't yeah. yell too hard. You've got a pitcher on your team who's. <laughs> getting a lot of benefit out of this yeah even though the astros thing it was like also the yankees and the red Sox and god knows who else were like guilty of similar things at the same time like the red Sox had the apple watch thing like the yankees had something yankees are in the middle of something with the mets where they were like whistling to to give signs so yeah or what about the orioles andale andale 
my my giant boy with Rob Robbie Ray. That's <laughs> why he thinks Robbie Ray was mad. Yeah, you, you got to watch my boy John by it. Yeah, that's why he was mad. You, you got to watch my boy John boy. He, but he did a I thing. I looked at it and there was You got to watch no... the John boy breakdown. Like, like they were yelling Andale, Andale, Andale. Like, and, I, I, and he slider. thought that they were yelling that when when he was throwing a slider. But they didn't have. They didn't functionally perform differently against sliders no. in those games. No, I read. Yeah, I read that tweet. That yeah, what I told I Chris about this. So like, it it was. It was excellent analysis. I, it was. I, I dug it was it. top yeah. notch. No, <laughs> it, was it was awesome. No, I, no, I just, I just don't. The, the Rays swung. The, Ray, uh, the, the Orioles swung at Rays sliders the same as the league. Well, but it's so the if Orioles. they were being told. If they... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we suck. So, like, what's the point? <laughs> like, so why are you even getting mad? The, the cheating didn't <laughs> didn't help. But, also, he was it's mad like a, he a wasn't former doing Astros well. exec. So let me ask you this: It's a former Astros exec running uh, the Orioles. Does that make them more or less likely to cheat like the Astros? Do? More. I don't know. Why don't you ask your girl Brit? <laughs> she won't know. Ask her. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll she, find out. She will know. I like the um, the Bauer thing. Like the the origination of this. Like w- what you said. Um, with like where he he. You know, cheated on purpose. Yeah, Bauer is like the ultimate nerd, and we won't. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't talk about like what else he's done, but um, but he's the one that calls it out just because he's such a dickhead that like he hates his college teammate and Garrett Cole. It's mostly. Do you know what I mean? It's It's like Garrett Cole because what like Garrett Cole was like drafted like first overall and like which year was that? And he was the Friday night starter. Yeah, and Bauer was not the Friday night starter. No, but like yeah, and they hate each other somehow. Which it's like, you you know, once upon a time you would maybe think that like Garrett Cole's a jerk, but like now you're like, well, like obviously now I'm like, (laughs) hey, look, Cole's doing pretty good without the sticky stuff right now yeah you know, like he's still pretty good exactly but like and, so he's like cole just went to the astros and he's like look at his spin rate look look at all this stuff look look how much the astros are cheating and he's just like now i'm gonna go out for an inning and show you what cheating does and and then bauer went out for a year and got the cy young yeah have Too you much cheating have you ever watched um mark roper videos Who's that? On he's a YouTuber. Uh, he w- used to be a NASA engineer. He worked on. Oh, the is Mar- he the? Is he the like sports science guy? Um, there may be some sport. Uh, he made some videos about making squirrel obstacle courses. If that helps. <laughs> <laughs> but he no, he did a video. Work. He did a video where he wrote um a program. And had some machine learning in it where he he taught it, um, the some watching sig- signs and oh, yeah. what happened that it could one hundred percent predict. Oh yeah. Afterwards, at, like what what the pitch was going yeah. to be. Yeah, we did a piece where we we built something like that, and it and it broke it pretty quickly. And then I went to uh, Max Scherzer, who pitched against the Astros, and was like. Look at this. We figured out your signs this quickly. <laughs> what do you think of that? I'm guessing uh, he didn't think good th- thoughts. No, Punch no, the know in his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, he talked to us about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is where we switched signs again because we thought they broke it. So we actually like went through this whole thing. We're like, we've broken it. 
And he was like, yeah. And then I switched it right here. Yeah. We like, oh yeah. We, we, it takes me a couple of minutes to get back online. Oh, now we broke it. And he's like, yeah, I switched it again. Do you know, um, I'm, I don't know what Chris is doing. Hopefully get me a beer. Um, uh, but like, I, I have, you, you know, like I'm my own commissioner of major league baseball. Why the fuck? Can hey, they... you can't swear. Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Why the Wait, fuck can they I'm not sorry. come up with the robot ump shit? Because then <laughs> no one needs a sign. You can't steal a sign because the pitcher throws what the hell he feels like throwing. Because he doesn't have to frame it. Yes. Yeah. That's the point. That's an and like the catcher idea. like just catches it. And like the, <clears throat> the guys are just back there. Like the, the catcher's mitt's going to be way bigger. Well, maybe you just throw whatever you feel like throwing. Robot ump's are coming. Yeah, but like when they do, it's not gonna be about. You know what I mean? Like then people. No, that's an interesting idea. The, the team should just stop doing signs. Yeah, like you don't have to. And then the catcher, the only thing catcher has to do is sort of maybe anticipate stand there. it might be in the dirt. Yeah, maybe it's in the dirt. And stand there. I had someone get really mad at me about this. I think the catcher should stand there because if the ball bounces, they can be like an infielder. You know, yeah. they should crouch there like an infielder, like ready mm-hmm. for anything. Yeah. Uh, other people are like, no, they should be. They should be down on the ba- on the ground. I'm like, no, no, no. Oh. They should. They should be ready for anything. Their knees like, wouldn't be destroyed if they weren't. Exactly. Their <laughs> knees wouldn't be destroyed. You could put a more of a, an offensive guy back there, because all he has to do is stand like a third baseman. You could basically put a third baseman back there. Yeah, Gary Sanchez. Specifically, <laughs> if you want a specific name, I don't. Gary know Sanchez is. would be a lot better. Wouldn't he? But like, you don't think like that. I'm that <laughs> insane for this idea. Like, it makes sense. Like, then no one could steal anyone's sign. No, this is how not insane you are. In the playoffs, it's happened where the catcher stopped giving signs and the pitcher just pitched what he wanted. It's already happened. The Red Sox did it. Uh, uh, I forget who else did, it, but I know the Red Sox at some point stopped giving signs because they were so sure the other team was stealing. Yeah, makes sense. So l- <clears throat> let, me, let me ask you like a, in a, like a ridiculous like off, off this podcast question. Will there be a 2022 baseball season, and will it be 162 games? I think the, the second part is harder to answer, but I think there will be a season. I, I think, think that the they, appetite for things being canceled. No, it ain't COVID. Yeah. Uh, no, there's like a, a strike a, looming. Yeah, like a pending labor strike or a lockout. No, but no, but I think no, no, he's right because the appetite for this is is low. I think that people got hurt by this. Owners got hurt by it, and players got hurt by it. The players made less in 2020 because they only played 60 games. The mm. owners got less. The owners are still hurting by it. So I mean, I guess the owners could dig in and say we're hurting the most, but. That would be BS. So I think in the end, both teams, both sides will feel like they hurt a little bit and they'll come to the table and but make the, it work. But these service time games are like just so <laughs> absurd. Like, um, you know, I'm only concerned about my AL fantasy team and, and my boy um, Julio Rodriguez that's being unjustly. Um, Why is he still in the minor He's leagues? being unjustly jailed inside double A, whatever that team is. He's seeing 375. But like you know that service time games. So I mean that the, the Seattle Mariners could use somebody right now that can hit. Yeah. In they're in the they're in the playoff one. No, but like they're playing service time games anyway. Yeah. Sands, you know, bring in, us back to earth. In in Major League Baseball. Wait, hold on one second. 
how how many owners though is is like is the team like what they make their living off of though it's like in the well so like in the nfl i think there's like two teams where like the roonies and maybe one other one or two other teams like oh profit off it or not just profit but like that's their business and that's what like they make their livelihood of off of yeah, so baseball used to be more of a bobble you had at the end, like Steve Cohen, who owns the Mets now. He has billions of dollars elsewhere, and the Mets are like a thing he bought to have fun with, right? That used to be the baseball model, but you also have a lot of situations like the Giants right now have like 30 owners. And, okay, and they want to return. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So there are a bunch of teams that have ownership groups. The Braves are owned by Liberty Media. And they have to actually report their ins and outs, you know, because okay. they're publicly traded. So the one of the big transitions in baseball has been from like a thing where it's a fancy bauble that you have to like, you know, have fun with to trying to make money off of it. And the way that teams have done it is to is to stop caring. And this is actually relates back to the beer thing. Stop caring so much who comes to the ballpark. Because the real money, the is media right money. Yeah. So everything's about the TV money. And then you have to spend as little as possible on the ballpark and you have to spend as little as possible on the team. So just you'd win just enough games and just enough people come to the ballpark so you can get the TV money. And the real big game in the end is get a new ballpark and sell the team. And you get a new ballpark by getting someone, you know, getting some city to give you money for the ballpark. They give you half the money for a billion-dollar ballpark, $2 billion ballpark, and then you sell the team because it's worth more because it now has this new ballpark. That's the Jeffrey Luria scheme that he did with the Marlins. He got the Marlins. He he put enough into them so that they were competitive, and then he got a ballpark, and as soon as he got the ballpark, he sold the team for like 10x profit. Because there was a... There was a big. Like, wasn't wasn't it you that was telling me there's the big thing about mass N and oh uh, yeah there there's a massive um, uh, disagreement. Oh, that's the whole fight about TV rights. Yeah, yeah, the, the whole, Orioles the and the, the, Orioles the Orioles and the, the Like it, it's wild because like the, these teams. So you know when Angeles bought the Orioles, like these owners have territories, like quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like that those yeah. are their people, and then so like the Nats. The Nats got in there, like, you know, I'll piss off, like, half of Sands listeners with this. But, like, the Nats got in there because the Expos were bankrupt and, like, you know, MLB owned Also them. some Luria stuff. It's because the Expos and, like, there was, like, this whole thing where they needed to get the Expos to land somewhere else. They wanted a new stadium. I mean, it's all it's all related to all these things. Yeah, but like yeah. the Baltimore wasn't the in a good team. space. Well, the MLB owned them, so like, so the MLB is going to give them MLB a good deal. MLB can put them wherever yeah. they want. Yeah, yeah. Well, like by the way, like you know, we hung out until like three a.m. or something in Navy Yard. Like Navy Yard is pretty sweet. Like it is so, nice down there. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. But like they they got a sweet deal, and it definitely it hurt the Orioles, but you know, like this is supposed to be America free market capital society. So like we shouldn't be mad, but like the thing that Angela's got in the deal was like the, this rights to the, to the Nats 
uh, broadcast. Some of their TV money. Yeah, yeah, and like they can't agree on like how that valuation is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And the Orioles are being like the the only thing I know for a fact that the Orioles are being penalized on is they can't have the All Star game. <laughs> That's the only thing. It's like every city in America is getting the All Star game except the Baltimore. Well, like, Oakland's it, not going to get it either because. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, like, think them. about it. The Orioles haven't had it since 93. And it's a beautiful park. Yes. And, like, they're giving it to everyone. But, like, like they're like, well, you guys can't play nice with the Nats. What, no, you can't have the All-Star game. What are your top five favorite parks in the MLB? Uh, I mean, I really like Petco in San Diego. Uh, I really like San Francisco. It's really nice. I like Camden Yards a lot. Um that's why top three is easier than I said I, you know what I'm such a craft beer guy that like I'm gonna put the White Sox in there it's it's kind of a crappier stadium because it's it's very uh, full of cement uh, and it kind of is kind of old school and lots of sun and but like, a, like a three everywhere. river stadium yeah or like Shea or uh, or like Oakland like it's it's a lot of cement but uh, in terms of craft beer, it's everywhere. And it's really good. It's like Revolution. Like, you know, it's Revolution Brewery. Like, it's, they've got, they've got real good local partners. You can get, you'll be really surprised sometimes at like what can is in your hand. Um, so that's, that's fun. Where do you uh, stand on um, beer bats? Beer <laughs> bats. bats. Like baseball bats. Like those novelty like drinks. Like the, haven't the, seen those? the bat has been like the bat has been made into a, a cup. Well, no, those those are awful and a stupid idea, and the company <laughs> okay. that makes them are garbage. The, but I meant the <laughs> beers the size of bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't you seen those? It's like the yards. It's like the yards, except the minor league teams are doing this with, like out of plastic. It's like a two hander. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah. they're humongous. Uh, I think it's thirty. I think it's thirty-two ounces. I just think ounces. of like Bourbon Street in New Orleans, where you're like you're drinking way too much alcohol. Yeah, the yard. Like it's, yeah, it's he's blue. on the yard. Is the, the beer thing. blue? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just regular beer, and it, it's it's a bat shaped. Uh, I'm a big proponent of trying lots of different things, so I would be annoyed that I had to drink that much of one. <laughs> I, I have not had one, but I've been told by oh, someone who Sorry. drinks fast. It better be sticky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that um, it's just too much, and that by the time it's you get to much. the handle, it's the warm. yeah, the beer's just warm. It's super warm. Yeah, super warm and gross. I can see that. Yeah, it's something you got to fight. Um, but yeah, that I, I don't think any, no MLB stadiums are doing that, right, Dan? It's just a minor league. Yeah, thing. it's a minor league thing. But minor league stadiums have pretty good beer selection, so I would just swim move past the bat. Frederick has a fun. great. Yeah, uh, I've heard Frederick. Crafty. Yeah, and Frederick also did some cool stuff where they had like the Voltaggio brothers. Yeah. Like have, do food there. It, it was a one night thing. I have the. I know, but it's like that's yeah. that's cool. I have about the, the bobble. Movies. I have the bobblehead from that. <laughs> the Brian Voltaccio bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I would have gone to that in a second. I mean, that's that's a, that's kind of fun stuff, and that's harder for major league teams to do maybe because there's so many people there. But yeah, and we they should. I think they should do more of that. I think and we still ended up losing. We still like ended up losing our team. 
Fredericksburg is no longer a minor Frederick. league team. Yeah, Frederick. You, you guys argued about this last time. All, yeah. Actually, all of this. There is Fredericksburg, which is in we Virginia. Actually, yeah. We argued about all of this last time. Yeah, because I listened to this. Um, Fredericksburg is in Virginia. Frederick is, is in, in Maryland. Maryland. Two different places. Frederick's much better. I've never <laughs> been to Fredericksburg, so I really can't say for sure. But definitely is actually now better. I'm nervous that no, I've not. forgotten everything and we're just no. You're doing you're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, no one cares. No. Um, but I I don't I don't. We still ended up yeah. with a team, but it's in a different league yeah, now. Yeah, like or something. I can't you know remember. what was that shit where like the the well, yeah, they cut they cut a bunch they cut yeah like, like so like Frederick is like a legit like stadium and like market and it's like it, it's something it's kind of like now the Cape like League or it's no it's like oh, yeah like what is that explain that oh man they got really screwed then no what is that, that though like yeah, explain that because I I don't even understand it it's yeah, something it's like no, you're independent almost yeah no, it's no not. longer it's no it's longer racket, Orioles so. affiliated yeah. So, they took affi- they took affiliated teams like in Newark and in Frederick Frederick or Fredericksburg Frederick Frederick K. they took just teams, stop at the K. <laughs> they took teams that were in the minor leagues and then just got rid of them they got rid of a whole level of the minor leagues they used to have low A and high A and now they just got rid of low A so they got rid of a whole thing and the idea that they sold to people was. Now we're going to be able to pay players more because minor league players are paid on the order of $6,000 for a year of baseball. It's Mm -hmm. amazing how little they make. They make so little. And so uh, they said, okay, we want to have better facilities. We want to pay them better. So we're going to cut some of them out and we're going to do fewer of them. What they did, though, was the ones that were cut out, now they're an independent ball. What What do they do? Oh, now you're a... An MLB affiliated independent ball. So you, MLB still owns you. And you know what MLB started doing? Oh, you're gonna test out my robo lumps. You're gonna test out uh, the mound moving back. You're gonna test out my new stolen base rules. You're gonna be our guinea pigs. Oh. And for the benefit of that, you're gonna be paid even less than you were paid, <laughs> paid before. And congratulations. you may not. You're not a. You're not. Congratulations. You're not even affiliated with the Orioles anymore. You're just some dude trying to get signed by the Orioles, and you're doing so with the mound of foot back than it used to be, and the robo arms and all this crap. And you're like, my arm hurts, but I'm gonna pitch through it because hopefully the Orioles will sign me so that I can maybe make six thousand dollars a fucking year. Well, and, and since this is a political podcast. It's all Bernie. <laughs> it's all Bernie Sanders' fault. Well, he was mad about something. <laughs> <laughs> no, like he was, he was stumping for a living wage for minor leaguers. Come oh, on, man. Yes, the he was. No, have no. A, I know. He was I'm stum- not saying no, that. No, just, I'm saying the d- baseball d- owners have enough money to have the all the leagues and also pay them better. You're not wrong, but just listen to my narrative. Bernie Sanders <laughs> is stumping for a living living wage. And Rob Manfred is just like, yeah, okay, we're just gonna clear out all the minor half, leagues. Half the minor leaguers. Yeah, yeah, and like, so like, you, there is no more minor leagues. Good idea, Obvious, Bernie. Oh, we're well, just gonna course. get rid of them and make pay them less. <laughs> well, I think I think Rob Manfred's idea is that like only the top prospects play on like three minor league teams, and everything else is independent leagues, except they're under the baseball umbrella. They have this thing where it's like MLB affiliated independent league. 
And that's great for them because they don't have to pay those guys anybody. They don't have to take crap if they don't get paid. It's all on, you know, their, it's all in Frederick's fault if they don't get paid, you know. And what, and, from what I understand, what really didn't make sense is that the Keys had some of the highest attendance and made the most money the best, uh, in the yeah. Carolina League. They have, I, from what I've heard, some of the best beer. They they have these some of the best uh, promotions. Bobbleheads, we had bobbleheads. <laughs> some of the best <laughs> one-off yeah. things. Some of the best uh, 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 attendance. I think and, we were one of the last. Similar. We were one of the last stadiums to stop doing the um, monkey rodeos. <laughs> That's something <laughs> in your favor. <laughs> Actually, no, I think they got rid of them pretty quickly. Yeah, I kind of like my league games. They they do all sorts of weird crap. Do you do you do you remember the whole like the controversy around getting rid of the monkey rodeos? These are monkeys on. Oh, you never saw them? No, No. they would. It was monkeys on uh, border. No, no, the monkeys on border collies. Oh, and, and so this is bad for the monkeys or the collies? I I don't think either of them really wanted it to happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what is happening why am i here <laughs> and the call he's like why is there a monkey on my back and the guy that ran them like with in interviews would swear up and down that the monkey likes it he could get off if he wanted to well they well, the allow he likes it but what does the dog do? <laughs> well neither one of them like it because we were allowed on the field once while it was performing and we were photographing him and oh, we had a telephoto dirt. lens there was definitely like when he would go to put the, the monkey, monkey was definitely mad when he would go to put the monkey onto the onto the um dog he would lift its vest that was wearing up a little bit it had a harness that he like clasped it onto the dog Oh, because his argument was always that the monkey could get the off. Monkey would just run. Yeah, the monkey would get off anytime if he didn't like doing it. But oh, yeah, he was so he really physically. Loves it, but he, yeah. could, he would. He would get so off we had a, we had a picture where you could see a little bit of the the mechanism. And they, and they then that one. And so, but now now they not. Um, there was enough backlash that minor league baseball decided that they wouldn't do monkey rodeos anymore. <laughs> Well, they do other things that are are are, are fun that don't hurt anybody. They do one thing they do is uh, here are Beer ten bats. balls. <laughs> here are ten that. balls. Whoever can do more damage to this truck that we've driven in uh, get <laughs> wins something like free tickets to another game. And there's they do chipping contests like like you know golf where they like chip off of the dugout into like a bucket, and whoever gets more balls into the bucket wins. So. Pass the hat, like it's not all monkey radio. (laughs) No, like pass the hat's a big thing. Like that's like our boy, our our boy Steve Johnson would always talk about that. It it would be like something like if the pitcher struck out the side, they pass the hat, and like basically everyone in the crowd would like just toss cash into some hat. Oh. And like, so you get it, and it was like a big deal because like, those guys, a big deal, dude. yeah, those guys don't make shit. Yeah, those guys don't make shit. So Here's like, you don't have to yell. Yeah, bucks. it's an amplified like, microphone. <laughs> Chris give me a hard time, which uh, I always deserve. There's a lot of there's a lot of cursing in this episode. I always, yeah, I always deserve a hard time from Chris. But like, so like, I, you know, I, I talked to Steve Johnson a lot, but like, I, you know, I talked to some different athletes and like from minor league baseball or people that got drafted 
And um, what's Nickelback think? <laughs> I haven't met them yet. <laughs> I'm still we waiting. I'm still waiting to meet Pearl Jam. I had I did go to Wrigley twice to watch Pearl Jam, and it was amazing both times. People, I slammed three one two pills or whatever. But anyway, oh, yeah. um, yeah. So, <laughs> so like Steve, Steve, Steve avoided like what he he got drafted. I forget what round he was supposed to go to Boston College, like full ride, and um, you know, he got drafted by the Dodgers, I think, and um. You know, like they gave him that GI bill, like where he can go to college and, you know, that that sort of thing. But like, he, you know, he was up with the Orioles in 12, like when they made the playoffs, like, you know, it just didn't work out. He got, he had injuries, whatever happened. And so, um, I, I talked to him about like what, what flames out and like, what doesn't, you know, like, why don't you make it? And it's just like, you know, like it's just rough. Like it's rough going through the minors and this and that. And so the the one time like separate of this, I'm hanging out with Johnny Damon. Um, Johnny Damon is doing Johnny Damon things, um, being exactly what you expect Johnny to to be doing. And like and and um, people are giving him a hard time about like how dare you leave like the Red Sox to to go to the Yankees. And he's just like, look, man, like they didn't offer me a contract. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. And people like kept giving him a hard time. And I'm, I'm going to get mine. If I make it, I'm going to That's what he mine. said. And he's just like, look, I want to stay with the Red Sox. Like they said, like they didn't offer me a contract. So he's like, what am I supposed to do? Be unemployed. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, he's like, they literally didn't offer me a contract. They had Jacoby Ellsbury. Right. And and um like I'm sitting there and then like I'm talking to Johnny and I'm like I'm sitting next to him in the fire and like you know Johnny's being Johnny <laughs> and I'm just like yeah I'm friends with like these different guys that have these experiences and he's like look man you know it can be tough but he's like if you're stud you're gonna get paid <laughs> and like that's just what he says like and you're just like if you're a stud you're gonna get paid. And you're just like, uh, all right, okay, Johnny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but he's not wrong. But you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, baseball's been good but to that, me. That that percentage. That's a problem too, though. When they just start doing labor stuff, is like the percentage that the ones who were studs that got paid are like, if you're a stud, you're gonna get paid. And I don't care about minor leaguers, right? Yeah, right. That's why. That's why the minor leaguers. Like, I'm gonna get, get mine no matter what. But Johnny you is know, a stud, and I he get did mine. get paid. You guys just have to get yours, you know. But Johnny is a stud, and he did get paid. <clears throat> and I do man. love that man. <laughs> so you know, you have <clears throat> you have definitely reached a certain level of celebrity. What a certain what um <laughs> well that wasn't a joke Dan I don't know why you're laughing <laughs> um no it's just one of those ones where like you'll meet someone who's like loses their crap and like oh my god you know Saris and then like you know ninety nine percent of the world has no idea who you are well I can tell you um Dan brought up Zane Lamprey earlier. <laughs> He's actually a lovely man, and he's hilarious. <laughs> but similar, similar idea. And he's 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 the hilarious. Who loves Zane Lamprey? Love him. Yeah. Um, but, I said I didn't know who he was. I'm sorry. But way more people that I know 
know who you are. No, know who you are. Like zero people that I mentioned <laughs> having having Zane Lamprey on knew who I was talking about. Several people knew who you were. In fact, like one of the reasons Alan uh, wanted to co-host the last episode because he was a fan of your writing. Oh, um, that coworker that came into my office. I don't even think I had told him we were recording another episode. He just was coming. Actually, no, I did. But like that came into my office because he's an avid reader of your stuff to to tell me that you had a new article about beer out. <clears throat> my wife still doesn't so, give a crap. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I I am I by no means have any level of celebrity. Well, you have like seventeen but, collaborations, so you you know what it's like. But if if anyone recognizes me. My wife mocks me relentlessly. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I'm in a similar spot. <laughs> um, uh, so this was a very long way of asking you, what is the coolest thing that your celebrity or notoriety has afforded you to do? Like, what is it, the coolest? I mean, is that your answer? Yeah, I don't know. I think so, man. No, My it's not. Face is on a can. If it was, then give a different answer. <laughs> if it, if that's your answer, I don't accept it. No, but like, it, if it was, then give a different one. <laughs> but like like an experience that you got to have, or just I like a, a moment. I have a weird or... answer to this. Um, I was uh, hanging out with uh, Zach Granke and um, yeah, this is way better. Uh, <laughs> it's Christ. Who's uh who's I throw eighty eight? Oh, uh, it's um, God, Dan, Dan Heron. Dan Heron, that's it. Dan Heron. I was hanging out with uh, Dan Heron and Zach Granke, and we got into like a full blown argument about like religion and politics and baseball. It's a weird freaking answer, but it was amazing because it was uh, uh, heated <laughs> and uh, and showed uh, a lot about what's going on in baseball and was funny as hell and they were uh being really rude to each other um and uh uh they're uh just uh characters and like one of them's going to the hall of fame you know so it's kind of like i was trying to keep up and like yell at them as much as they were yelling at me and each other uh but at the same time i was like whoa this is cool (laughs) who's going to the hall of fame granky yeah i guess so yeah I think he's going all <laughs> Heron's not, but Heron's awesome, but he's not going. No, but I, I think I, I also think about this a lot. Like I went to uh, uh, the All-Star game in Colorado just recently, and I'm just, uh, you know, one thing that's really cool, too, is like, the specifics of my job is as a national writer, um, I don't I'm not like beholden to the schedule. I don't have to write about the Orioles if I don't want to. You know, I don't have to. Thank God. Sorry. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. Um, so when I go to the All-Star game, it's all of the best players in baseball. And I, and I, if you work for the, if you were right about the Orioles and you go to the All-Star game, you have to go find the Oriole and you have to talk to him as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then you have to maybe go talk to other people about the Orioles. You know, and, I mean, like, well, isn't it it's, amazing that Cedric Mullins is here? What do you think about Cedric Mullins? You know, it's like, and at some so level, you have to keep beat. them happy too. Like, you can't write about or say anything you want because then you'll be blackballed by them. And oh, 
or yeah, you got to keep your sources happy and you got to keep your your readers happy. They're pro Orioles. You can't be too angry or too yeah. sad or whatever. Uh, but as a national guy, like I get to go in there and be like, oh, Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, let's go shoot the crap, you know, and I'm going to talk to you as long as I want to. Oh, this other guy, you're boring, man. Jake Cronenworth, <laughs> that was like. That was some boring ass crap. I'm out of here, man. Or, so or you like, can just I, show up at the All Star game and then just write about Josh Hader. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the real thing that my my apparently, apparently that was funny. No, I have no he knows. Idea what it means. He knows what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> but my that's the thing that that this has afforded me is like the ability to hang out with these people and also just do what I want. Mm. So I, I'm super lucky in that way. I get to write about what I want. Uh, and that's the real answer. Who is so the- when I write about so when I want to write about beer, I write about beer. If I don't want to write, that was the thing. And I don't know if you know this, but like when I was I was writing at October, uh, I had a beer magazine on, on the Condé Nast Network. I used to have a beer magazine too. And even it's gone. <laughs> Very sad. You guys uh, are the same. And then, <laughs> well, even when I had beer graphs, which is like a, a beer website. That was so much work because it was every day I had it was a beat. I had to come up with something. I had to have content. I had to think about it. I had to write about it. I had to pr- I had to promote it. I had to do this all this crap. Uh, now I get to write about beer when I want to. So I write yeah. about beer three, four, five times a year, and that's it. That's that's all I want to do. And I get to tweet about it when I want to, and I get to do it. I can be critical now. I can be critical. At the October, I could be critical. We were beer positive. <laughs> I never read the October. Sorry. Yeah, no, nobody did. I guess that's why you don't have it anymore. Yeah. So that was my problem, though. <laughs> apparently, like, apparently, a lot of people did read our magazine. Uh, we just didn't so have any advertisers. No, <laughs> no, and that's a problem with beer too, dude. Who are you in bed with? You're the people you're covering. Yeah. Well, in baseball, when, it's not like Major League Baseball is my number one advertiser at the Athletic. Well, uh, maybe we can have this conversation offline. Yeah, right. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no, um, but I think this is actually a really important, weird thing that runs through beer media is that the number one advertiser in beer media is beer, and that's a problem. Yeah, and the number one problem in baseball media is people stealing your articles and sharing and them around emailing them. <laughs> when they're supposed to pay the subscription <laughs> people like me that actually did pay for that <laughs> subscription you, you know i specifically make sure that i pay and credit you for the payment so i'm just saying no it's, it's all good all good we were going on a podcast of course you could send him the the, the, the piece i i didn't read just, it out I'm just of respect for you. you didn't read it <laughs> i'm, just, I'm <laughs> disappointed you didn't read it <laughs> well i gave two options you were supposed to record yourself reading it to me or dan was supposed to call and read it to me as a bedtime story you wouldn't have and, listened to that at all you would have hung up the phone and, on me and not <laughs> not well, sleep about three minutes <laughs> neither of you did that so that's why that's i was not, that's why i was not prepared for this podcast well i now have to make dinner for my children it's gone this long so all right um that also dan's fault Um, (laughs) all dance fault in the end well thank you so much for your time you know 
Um, no, I enjoyed it as always. It was it was the beer is great. The label is beautiful. Um, they definitely should have a stuff plus or whatever. Yes, it's a hundred fifty. Did we, did stuff we plus. talk about? We still didn't talk about like what we did. Yeah, we did. We no, definitely like, talked about the photos and the. Well, I'm sticky. just hammered. <laughs> um, and uh, you need to make it to the East Coast. Yeah, so no, we I can need have to come a, out. We can have a beer last time we had an epic, epic uh, whole naval yards. Uh, that was fun as hell. I gotta do that again. Mm-hmm. So Dan needs to just make another beer with your face on the label, and then you can come out. Uh, we have to come out for that. So yeah. Um, thank you for the time. For you should have. I don't know why you didn't. I don't know why you didn't call. Blame COVID. I mean that is a good built-in excuse. <laughs> um. So thank you, uh, and thank you everyone for listening. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.